Welcome to Vision is More Than 2020, a podcast aimed at talking about your vision, your eyes, and how they play a role in overall visual and systemic function. Dr. Zolnicki and Lakowski, with the help of various guests, will work to help you understand more about your visual system and all the pieces to the vision puzzle. This episode is brought to you by Aries Academy. Aries Academy is the most complete sports vision at-home training program in the country. Aries Academy was developed for athletes by optometrists by combining traditional tried and true vision therapy techniques with the most cutting edge sports vision programs in the market. Aries Academy has many different programs for all types of athletes to develop their visual and neurocognitive systems. Head to www.ariesacademy.com for their one week free program if you're interested in learning more about what sports vision training is all about. Hi, listeners. Welcome to this week's episode of Vision is More Than 2020. For today's case series episode, we are being joined by one of our vision therapists, Brittany, who has a very special case to share with us. For our weekly insight this week, we wanted to do a little potty training update. Uh, I talked about this a little bit during one of our earlier episodes this year when we were discussing our New Year's Eve and New Year's Day weekend, uh, because that's when I really started tackling potty training with Teddy. Um, And just this little update, we're about a month in now, and he's doing so wonderful. Um, He's really self-initiating, which is so exciting and really freeing. The first couple of weeks, it was a lot of watching him like a hawk. Um, But now I can kind of let that go. We're back to our usual routine of his independence. And I did introduce underwear, which I was very nervous about for some reason. Um, The guy Dr. Z lends me to read um, really said to hold off on underwear for about a solid month at least. And then to make it like a big, exciting, big boy thing to introduce. So I got myself all hyped up. And this past week on uh, Saturday in the morning, I said to Teddy, look, these are fun underwear. Do you want to try them? Big boys wear underwear. And he said, nope, I don't want to. (laughs) So I said, oh, okay. I was, I got myself all excited about it and he was not excited. Um, So I said, okay, I just let it go. And then after he woke up from his afternoon nap, I was like, let me just try again. And he was very into it. And it's been um, so easy ever since. So we're doing big boy underwear. He's excited about them. It went well, no accidents so far, fingers crossed. Um, I'm so proud of him. Awesome. But I thought that was so hysterical that I got myself all excited to get him excited. And he was just like, nope not into it well well that's how toddlers go it's really on their terms and I have an update of myself because my plan was not to potty train John until like the summertime because it was going to be warm out and he could just be naked and it'd be super easy but wouldn't you know it my son was telling me he wanted to on the potty right he has a big sister that goes on the potty mommy and daddy go on the potty and he kept wanting to sit and then he started actually going on the potty so I texted Dr. L and I was like, I'm potty training sooner than I had anticipated because my son wants to do it. And I didn't want to miss the window because sometimes with, with kids, they have this little window of time where they're really interested. And if you don't capitalize on it, then sometimes it takes like a really long time for them to want to do it again if they get a little too old. So I'm about one weekend. We started last Friday and, you know, the first day was really hard and, you know, and I'm home managing Daisy, who's going to be four and then Rose who's seven weeks. So it's kind of a lot, especially that early phase where you really have to be watching like a hawk. And I'd say though, John is doing really, really, really well. He, uh, we're at the phase of pants on. uh, So he is getting it. We're teaching him how to get his pants down by himself, which is sometimes it's a little tricky for him at this point. He's me for help. Sometimes he goes, no, you do it. I'm like, I'll help you, but you still try. 
right. So we're at that point, but he's so he, but he's been really great about telling us when he has to go, and he's even doing number two. So this is like uh, I am just so incredibly proud of him. And interestingly, like I said, we just started last Friday, but he woke up last night for. Uh, the first time dry. So it was really exciting. So this morning we had him sit on the potty and he was able to go. The other thing that I wanted to mention with John is that that's different than Daisy is that Daisy, I would be able to say to her, like, why don't we sit on the potty now? And she would sit and then try. John Anthony, it's all on his terms. He will not sit unless he has to go. Uh, so it's really been uh, similar to you, right? Like I'm hy- hyping him up. I'm like, let's go sit on the potty. And he's like, I don't know. He's like, pee gone, and then he won't sit. So this is just a lesson to really uh, let let go and to let your toddler have some say in what they're doing, right? And uh, it's really an exciting milestone for both Teddy and John because they're not little babies anymore and they're big kids. So uh, this is a fun weekly insight that both Dr. L and I are on the potty train training together. Um, So we're so proud of our big boys. And uh, for our key series today, we are now being joined by one of our vision therapists, Brittany. Welcome to the podcast, Brittany. We are so excited to have you join us this morning. And we're really excited to discuss the case that you wanted to share with all of our listeners. It's really such a special case of the sweetest boy. So before we get into your case, just give a little background of how you kind of joined our office and what got you interested in becoming a vision therapist. So thanks for having me on. This is my first podcast. I'm super excited to be here. Um, So really initially, um, what stuck out to me about the office um, were just the people overall that worked here. Um, The energy and the vibe were all just right. Um, I love the fact that this is an all-woman ran operation, and we're all not just any women. Like We're strong, successful women who all have families and partners at home. Um, we're all so close and work so well with each other that the day just flows and that makes the environment healthy, uh, not only for us, but the energy is felt within our patients as well. Um, and when you're happy at work, you're also able to bring that happiness home to your families as well. And that is super important to me. It's so important to have like that healthy balance at work and at home. So overall, that's how I feel like just working here with the office in general, as far as vision therapy is concerned and why I find it so interesting is because I myself just am so intrigued with like how the brain works. And when people think about the visual system, they only think of their two eyes working together. And yes, that is exactly what it is. Um, But people don't usually look at the bigger picture and how it's really your brain and your eyes working together. And if they're not working together, that's where I come into play as a therapist. Um, We do many, many exercises, not just visually, but we work all the systems together, like our cognitive system, vestibular, auditory, And just that I'm able to help someone not only see clearer, I can help them think and move and trust their bodies as well with the whole therapy process. You put that so eloquently, Britt. I think you did such a wonderful job with that. And it's been so wonderful watching you grow as a vision therapist because this was your first job after becoming a mom. And I know that was really a hard transition for you. And it's been so wonderful watching you really kind of grow and thrive in the position as a vision therapist and being part of our team. And we really love having you on. And the case that we're going to highlight today is one that I think really highlights your 
strengths as a vision therapist with working with kids. You have this knack for just being in tune with them. And this case really highlights that. So I'm going to get started with telling you guys about this case. It's a little boy who is, when he came to us, he was eight, but he turned nine within the course of our treatment. And he actually had quite a path of getting to us. He saw in two optometrists and an ophthalmologist before getting to us. And mm. they all noted that he had this slight eye turn. It wasn't all the time. It was occasional. So we call that an intermittent exotropia. He had it worse at near than in the distance. So it was a convergence insufficiency type of eye drift. Now, interestingly, he also was diagnosed with ADHD. And Dr. L and I have highlighted in a previous episode, there is a link between ADHD and convergence insufficiency. So he's one of those kids that there is the concomitant diagnoses. And although the mom noted that some of his visual symptoms and some of his symptoms in general had improved while treating the ADHD, it was still an issue. Uh, He also was diagnosed with a tracking issue as well. So not only the convergence piece, but also the tracking, which was making school really, really difficult for him. And interestingly, Sam denied any difficulty with reading um, or any double vision, but his mom was seeing the the signs uh, and symptoms. And I think that's very common for kids is they only know one way of seeing. So he didn't think anything was wrong, but his mom was like, oh, something's not right. So finally, Sam got to us and we kind of confirmed what all of those other doctors had noted. And we put him in a course of vision therapy, which is where you come in, Britt. So tell us a little bit about your approach in the, in the therapy room. So with this particular patient, um, I remember the first time I met him, um, mom joined us and you could tell she was more nervous than he was. And he was instantly super witty and had like the best sense of humor. And him and I just hit it off right away, which I think gave mom a sense of comfort with that. But my approach with him, and especially with all the young kids at first, first few sessions, I like to let them lead the session. I observe them. I watch the way they interact. I look at the way they move their body and how they, if they're easily distracted, I observe the way they respond to activities and exercises. And I overall want them to learn who I am as well. So they're super comfortable with me. I talk to them about their favorite subjects, their hobbies, what they like to do at home. So I incorporate all their favorite things into our sessions. And I think that's what's so great about our therapy here at Twin Forks Optometry is that it's not about always having a set plan. We come up with activities based on the individual themselves. And I think that's why he was so successful is because we did so many things that since I learned so much about him, I was able to incorporate that into our sessions. I love that approach and that um, your initial step is really to form that connection with your patients, especially those younger ones, because it's so crucial to getting them interested in vision therapy and wanting to come back and see us. Um, Because those younger kids can sometimes be the toughest ones. You know, they have a busy day at school. Um, This little boy was in second and then in third grade, already with lots of homework to do after school. And the last thing they want to do is come and do vision therapy. Right. So I think that if you can really win them over in those first sessions and engage them and connect with them, it can really make such a difference in their therapy program and the progress that they can make. And I think, um, you know, his interaction with youth and this therapy program really kept him interested and wanting to come back and see us and made him excited. 
definitely. Let's talk a little bit about um, in your sessions after you made that connection with him, kind of what visual skills you worked on with him and ha- how you built your program to help keep him engaged and improve on those visual skills. Okay, so like I said, so on top of this patient's ocular motor dysfunction and convergence of proficiency, um, he also had ADHD. Uh, there have been, like you guys said before, many studies that show that ADHD and visual impairments go hand in hand. Um, when someone has ADHD, they have to devote more of their attention to navigate in the world around them. And so they have a reduced ability to focus on other things. So with vision therapy, we were able to reteach his brain and his eyes to work together properly, which not only helps his visual impairments, but will help his ADHD symptoms as well. Um, my approach with him was to do a lot of free space activities, a lot of moving our bodies, perceptual activities, and overall keeping it fun so he was engaged. And when a person is engaged, um, they are able to process more of that information given and maintain it. We also spent a lot of time tracking and scanning to really get those focus and muscles working. We also did many activities teaching him how to slow down as well. So breathing exercises helped so much in open our visual system. Um, when our system is on overload and overstimulated, our visual system is also impacted, impacted negatively. Um, it can create like this tunnel vision and we're unable to focus and think clearly. So breathing was also incorporated with his therapy, but overall we did just a lot of free space, hobbies, anything that he was super into, we just mainly focused on those things, which he overall, like he was one of my biggest success stories here. Like he loved coming here every single week. And that just like made me feel so happy that he was able to enjoy himself when he would come here. And I, what I think you really figured out with Sam and as a vision therapist is that sometimes we get caught in the, the rabbit hole of like, I have to do the VTS. I have to do vectograms. I have to do this. I have to do that. But you figured out a way to reach the visual system, do the convergence activities, do the divergence activities, do the tracking activities, but you figure out how to apply it to him and to make it fun. So although you weren't doing maybe the, the traditional vision therapy that we all kind of learn and know, you were doing it in a different way, which was able to get Sam to main, be engaged and to maintain that engagement throughout the 45-minute session, right? We're challenging these kids that are already struggling with attention and struggling with their visual skills to have to work and work hard at things that they aren't good at. So I think the biggest takeaway and what I really loved about you working with with Sam is that you figured out, okay, I can do therapy, but in an, a different way and it still be successful. And you, you were able to think of so many different things. So the, for the therapist listening and the doctors listening, this is a great case to re- remind you that you could think outside the box and still really be successful. Um, and for Sam, you know, he's eight, eight, and eight and nine, right? And his biggest thing was reading, right? He was really struggling with reading. And in New York State, the requirements for reading are very, very high. And if you start to fall behind early, it's really hard to catch up. Uh, so tell us a little bit about Sam's reading. Um, did you see an improvement in his reading through your therapy program, Britt? Oh, definitely. He, um, he came, he's, like I said earlier, he's, he was a very smart kid. And I think he also struggled 
with that fact that he knew that he was super smart, but he also was struggling in these areas that he didn't understand why. Um, but at the end of our sessions, and even mom has noticed, she continues to thank me over and over again, because she has seen such a big improvement with him. And as a mom myself, you know, not only do you want your kid, you just overall, you just want to see your kid be successful and improve on areas in their life that they felt like they were struggling with. So I think that's why at the end of all of our therapy sessions or even at the end of the program, he and mom were so appreciative of his overall success rate with it. And I had the pleasure of seeing him for one of his final reevaluations when he was about ready to finish up his in-office program of vision therapy with us. Um, and mom, you know, said some similar things to me that she had noticed such a big improvement in reading. Um, they had just had a parent-teacher conference in school, and he was actually right at where he should be with reading now. He was no longer behind, which was amazing, because really he was in therapy with us for just a few months for his total program. Um, and Sam himself even noted that reading was a lot easier, which I think when he first came to us, he wasn't really vocalizing any difficulties with reading. He didn't really um, know how to verbalize it. Maybe he wasn't reading the way he should be, or maybe just didn't know that there was a more efficient and better way to read. And he was like, I can read better now. It's easier. I'm keeping my place better. So he even himself was feeling those differences and his confidence in reading had really grown. And really across the board, all of his visual findings had really improved with that final reevaluation. Um, he wasn't really showing any intermittent eye turn at all anymore. His convergence was exactly where it should be. He was able to align his eyes and pull them in at near as much as he he needed to, to see things clearly single and comfortably. Uh, his focusing muscle strength and flexibility really improved and his scanning and tracking was improved to where it should be for his age. Um, and then I actually had the pleasure of also seeing him last night at the office for his six week post-therapy reevaluation. Uh, so in our office, when you're ready to finish your in-off therapy program, we dispense a little bit of home maintenance therapy to kind of just bridge the gap. So you're essentially not stopping working on these visual skills cold turkey. And then we see you back in about six weeks. This episode is brought to you by Aries Academy. Aries Academy is the most complete sports vision at-home training program in the country. Aries Academy was developed for athletes by optometrists by combining traditional tried and true vision therapy techniques with the most cutting edge sports vision programs in the market. Aries Academy has many different programs for all types of athletes to develop their visual and neurocognitive systems. Head to www.ariesacademy.com for their one week free program if you're interested in learning more about what sports vision training is all about. Hero's Revive 2.0 is an award-winning cloud-based wearable platform that delivers real-time vision diagnoses based on a decade of clinical and scientific research at the University of Miami's Baskin-Palmer Eye Institute. This diagnostic health and wellness tool enables physicians to perform six vision diagnostic exams, including visual fields, contrast sensitivity, color vision, and dark adaptation. The lightweight portable platform improves access to care as diagnostic exams can be performed anywhere at any time, even in remote locations. A designated dark room or testing space is not required, and the Revive's platform's visual field test shows strong correlation to the current gold standard of care. Six diagnostic exams, five CPT medical billing codes, and a single wearable solution. The new reality in vision care has arrived. To learn more about this versatile platform, follow at Hero Vision AI on Twitter and Instagram, 
or visit www.seheru.com. That's S-E-E-H-E-R-U.com. So he came in last night for that, and he really held on to all of his visual findings. Everything was very stable, and he was extremely sad that Tuesdays are the only day that Brittany's not in the office. So when I walked in the room, I said, hey, Sam, how are you doing? And he said, great, except Brittany's not here. (laughs) And he was so sad. Um, And he asked me, no joke, like five times throughout the reevaluation to make sure I told Brittany that he said hello and that he really missed her. And I just thought that spoke volumes to the connection that you made with him. And then we had such a serendipitous moment. I walked um, mom and Sam out to the front desk to make their three-month follow-up. Um, and then Brittany walked into the office, which like I just said, she's not here on Tuesdays. She just happened to be stopping by. Um, and Sam was so excited, but running up to her, gave her the biggest hug. Um, and I just think that speaks volumes to the care that you gave him. And I know that it meant so much to him to see you again last night. Yeah, he held on to me and hugged me, I think, for like five minutes straight. <laughs> Mom's like, he's not going to let go. So it's okay. I hope you have nowhere to go. I'm Aww. like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, but no, he, him and I have like this great connection. And I think it's because, you know, we were both learning about each other at the time. He was my first case that um, I had to deal with a kid who also had um, ADHD. So we were both learning about each other and it was really special to me to have been working with him and he he was he's overall just a great kid and i'm really really happy that he had such a good um success rate with therapy yeah absolutely this is one of those that you're going to remember forever and he's going to remember you forever because you yeah. <laughs> you have literally changed his life you you know it's one of those things especially with the adhd diagnosis those kids um, sometimes they, they don't get the help that they need and they, you know, they struggle in school forever. And then they think that they're just not smart. And you, he was literally at a crossroads, right. And you were the one that led him down the path of success. And for the reason why he feels this connection to you is because he knows that he might not be able to verbalize it at this point. He only can show you the gratitude through hugging, but he, you know, you have forever changed his life. And that's, that's why we do what we do because it really can change people's lives forever and the trajectory of their academic and professional career, even though he's only nine. So Brittany, thank you so much for sharing this case and for working so diligently with him and really just being as invested as you are in all of our patients because they are so lucky to have you and as are we. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Of course. Thank you for having me today. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Thanks for listening. Follow us at Twin Forks Optometry on Facebook and Instagram. Join our private Facebook group, Vision is More Than 2020. Subscribe, download, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Tune in next week to learn more about your vision.